Where is InsureTech headed next? This is where indie agents own the answer. Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast. Guys, your minds are going to be blown today. I have the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Seth Zaremba, founder and CEO of an amazing company called Be Atomic, to share all about what's happening in the world of insurance data. All right. You ready to get into it, man? I'm ready. Yeah. All right. So tell me a little bit about uh, Seth before we get into Be Atomic. I think it's important people know where Be Atomic came from, right? Your your backstory, your history. Yeah, I um, got into insurance uh, at the uh, 2000s, the aughts. Yeah. And um, as an independent agent. And so everything we do at Be Atomic comes from the lens of an independent agent. And mm -hmm. so my first foray was in an independent agent in Cleveland, Ohio. We started uh, a market access provider called Indium in mm -hmm. Cleveland or Columbus, Ohio. That really just back at the time was cutting edge. It was market access for independent agents all over. And at the time, um, you really got a, my first look at kind of how carriers and agents didn't work together. I thought when they said partnership, I thought that meant that they did stuff together. Mm -hmm. But when you tried to move data back and forth between that and a third party, it was a mess. And so that was mm -hmm. my first view of like, whoa, this is not a connected system. Um, I started an independent agency from scratch in 2008, mm -hmm. um, Zinc, and uh, grew that and have been continued to grow that over the years. And then out of that was born um, Be Atomic, the, uh, the, the, the wanting to connect everything together. It was a very simple uh, ask at first, which was just, hey, I, wanna, I want my marketing, my sales, my, my telephony, my email, my text, my data, and my accounting all together connected. And at mm -hmm. the time, that just wasn't a possibility. And so mm -hmm. started doing that. And eventually agents and carriers started flying in from around the country and said, I want that. And that's how I first met you. Yep. Walked yep. into my life in 2017, I think. Um, yeah. And just wanting to know more mm -hmm. what, what a independent agent tinkering with this stuff could do. And, and out of that came the product and, and we're continuing to scale and grow now. Okay, so I want to take back, take us back a couple steps and unravel a little bit more of the story of okay. like zinc to be atomic because okay. that's such a cool story, and it's probably been a minute for you, but I remember, uh, I re I remember this was gosh what five years ago now, six years ago maybe, that zinc really made an impact on the industry because of how it was thinking about technology, yeah. right? Like you were one of the first that kind of, I don't know, just light, lightened up, brightened the scene, I guess, around your usage of technology. And you were so intentional, right? With, with how you thought about it. Why, just why, I guess, is my first question, right? I mean, what was it? Some people will, you know, have stories about, oh, I acquired all these agencies or, uh, you know, everybody's story is a little unique as far as where they found success. Why was it technology for you? I mean, I know you have like an engineering mind and background. Is that where it came from? Yeah, I, perhaps. I'm, okay. I've always been interested in how things work. And mm -hmm. when I got into insurance, it was how things didn't work, mm -hmm. uh, which was frustrating. And I had good mentors in the business. Mm -hmm. So I was part of a state association and 
they drilled into us the, the, the idea that you need to understand the business. And then when you go to the classes and they put on stuff and it was like, this is so basic. This cannot be. And, and that was my first glimpse into the difference between being an insurance agency owner and a business person. Mm, wait, wait, what do you mean by that? That's interesting. Well, when you go to, when you talk to agents, a lot of times they'll describe themselves as agents, right? And yeah. they have an agency. Yeah. And, and to me, that that goes to, well, I sell insurance mm -hmm. and then I've assembled an organization around that. Mm -hmm. As a business person, that you almost, you, you, it's almost industry, it's not industry specific. You can, <clears throat> the fundamentals of running a business and scaling a business are universal. And, and it mm -hmm. just seemed to me, at the time, and I even still think today, mm -hmm. independent agents don't think of themselves first or primarily as a business person. They think of the insurance skill and then operations. Mm -hmm. And that's really not how successful businesses scale. You have to have mm -hmm. a, a significant understanding, appreciation, and investment in operations. And out of that, mm -hmm. you should develop a world-class insurance practice. Mm -hmm. And I just think for, at least in my experience at the time, and what I've come to find uh, to be true, is there's almost no uh, thought to starting a business that happens to be an insurance. It's an insurance agency that we've got to turn into a business. And I, th I just think that set me off the wrong way. And as mm -hmm. I tried to get ahead of that and understand the fundamentals of the business, it was clear that the processes and the systems weren't connected together on that. Yeah. Insurance was separate from business at the time. Yeah. How, how did you though? So if, if a lot of your environment was more, Hey, I'm an insurance agent, right? If, the, if that was the messaging you were hearing and how did you, step out of that and decide to become a business owner, right? Was it a, did you step into a different environment? Is this just something that came to you naturally? I mean, truly, I, I remember meeting um, a friend of yours. This was when I was visiting you in Ohio and you had left the room for some reason and he and I were talking about drones. Okay. okay? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, Seth just sits and thinks about business. Just He just sits and thinks about his business model in a way that and this guy also owned an insurance agent. He was like, in a way that I just never would. Like, I just wouldn't do that. Um, it's, so did it come natural to you or how did it I, Well, I, I was, I, I tell my kids that um, business is my sport. Like there's agents yeah. that like, there's like friends that like watch sports and like do fantasy football and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah. to me, I just think and obsess about business. That's, and, and, and it's fun for me to think about how to do it better. Mm. And, and it has always been kind of a natural thing. It just being in engineering and, and kind of building things, being the son of a builder, just how things went together. And it was clear that independent agents and carriers and customers had almost developed separately. Mm -hmm. and, and I guess my perspective at the time was as an independent agent, I needed to have my eyes and understanding on my customer. Mm -hmm. I also have to understand how it affects the business that I'm building. Mm -hmm. And then I have to interact with this partner who I'm completely disconnected with, who operates for the common customer completely separately than me on different systems, how do I bring that together and how do I make a profit? And at the time, um, and still today, the margins were starting to decline on that stuff. And so you could see that eventually compensation was gonna go down as the customer went direct and as carriers um, fought different battles, mm -hmm. that compensation was gonna change over time. And we see it today. Um, increasingly compensation continues to, to decrease over time. And so agents have to be able to extract um, three things, a killer customer experience because mm -hmm. the consumer gets to decide what we do or what they like. We also have to run a sophisticated operation that's connected and generates livable margins for ourselves. And then third, we have to work efficiently with our partners who produce the whole other end of the product and the promise that we sell. And so 
that's the mission at the atomic is to pull all those things together and give people the insights and the abilities the tools and the connected infrastructure needed to make that happen mm. okay so tell me how much of this is the the technology side of it and then how much is the data because you're you're passionate about data and analytics and insights and truly monetizing those using those to value your agency but there's also the the seat license side of it the technology side of it do i need an ams do i need a crm like break this break <laughs> the bubble of technology down for me and and then kind of do the split on you know how much of it is that versus how much of it is the insights yeah i've been to a fair amount of bars in my time oh okay and, we went there <laughs> and every good bar stool has at least three legs right yep um it, it, you can get away with with less but you're going to be rocking back and forth all night you got to have at least three legs of the stool uh, to, to be to be where you want to be. And, and I would just say it's the same thing with, with what the things we're talking about here. Um, you have to have data mm -hmm. and, and you have to start with that. And I think that's what I probably stood out first because I was obsessed with data at first. Like I wanted to understand where I was making money, losing money, what was working, what wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And the systems at the time, and even today to some extent, didn't give you that insight. Mm -hmm. And so to me, there was a lot of insurance conference knowledge. There was a lot of mm. uh, associative knowledge and there's mm -hmm. a bunch of experts and speakers and they're talking about these broad things. But when you go back to your agency on a Tuesday in February, it's like, what do I do with that? I've got a notebook from a conference with a couple of notes and it's like, that wasn't giving me insight in the business. And so I think it's mm -hmm. fair to say that every agent, every business person should have a good understanding of what's working and not working and what to do. As a leader, as a professional and as a business person, that's important. Secondly, you do need technology. And as an industry, we haven't thought that through very well. We've, we've, we have a lot of disconnected technology mm. that we ask non-technology people to use. Mm. Mm. And, and we don't, mm -hmm. it, when, on the technology side, we don't think about the level of cost associated with disconnected services, mm -hmm. but it's huge for a small business. And most independent agents are small businesses, um, but it's, just, it's no different at large ones. If, if you develop an AMS or a CRM or a phone system or email, and none of those talk together, we ask the agent to either make that happen or build processes around it. And those mm -hmm. processes rob them of margin. And, mm -hmm. and those are the things that make it very hard to be survivable as an independent agent. Then I think the third thing is we have to have connectivity and services. There have to be ways that our business is open to resources coming in. And most of the systems that we were raised on in the insurance industry were not open. Mm -hmm. So even if you could even if you could figure out a level of data, a good spreadsheet, even if you could somehow connect all these things together, there are still things that are happening in the world that we need inside of an independent agent. And systems not built to do that make it hard. And so when you take those three, data, um, systems, and then connected services or technology, um, it could it, it opens up so many opportunities to scale and grow. Mm -hmm. And let's face it, independent agencies are worth a lot of money. And these are, these are very valuable assets. Mm -hmm. and, and what we're talking about here done well can generate millions, mm -hmm. millions of dollars in, in value, which could well, heck, it can it can make generational wealth inside of it. It can also allow um, larger organizations to partner with it. So there's just so many things to do in that. And and to treat them as just an insurance agency, mm -hmm. said sarcastically, is it doesn't do it the service it, it deserves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how would you break those th three things down into a tech recommendation, right? Not to be uh, trivial about it in any way, right? But 
what are the systems that power the that model right like yeah. what is it is it an agency management system is it uh you know a sales enablement tool is it a voip like what how many and i asked this too knowing <laughs> stop stop buying technology <laughs> like where i am um also interesting catalyst do you know catalyst yeah yeah so they did a study 2022 uh that came out and said that an agency had on average six pieces of technology and then 2023 eight pieces of technology so clearly we have that's what we see eight eight technologies running eight technologies. none of, okay. almost none of them built to go together okay so uh yeah so hit me with what you you're thinking right and i and i guess in in terms of zinc too right because we haven't gotten to be atomic yet so yeah. what you're building out zinc's tech stack what does that look like well, I, I guess I would start by saying we start at the wrong place. Mm, we start mm. with a technology purchase mm -hmm. and then we try to operationalize it inside of the agency. And mm. I see it time and time again. Mm -hmm. um, we, we we network, we attend, we attend events throughout the, uh, the industry and we hear of all the amazing things that can be done. And as mm -hmm. agency principals, as business owners, we want those solutions. And, mm -hmm. and too often we're buying stuff, we bring it back and there was no strategy around it. Mm -hmm. There was no understanding of the connectivity. There was mm -hmm. no of the the payback on it, and mm -hmm. so we have this the the these stacks of technology that are being purchased, and there's no strategy behind them. Mm -hmm. And so, um, even when agents are talking to me, I say, "Stop buying stuff." That's the first thing is like, just stop, put the credit card away, put that thing in a in a, in a cup, fill it with water, throw it, it in the freezer, put it in the freezer, just stop <laughs> subscribing and buying stuff. Now let's go back to the strategy. What is your strategy? What are you trying to accomplish? And that's mm -hmm. different for each independent mm -hmm. agent. You talk to so many good agencies are just trying to maintain their book. There are some that are trying to grow and scale. There are mm -hmm. some that are trying to integrate technology. There are some that are regional, niche. I mean, there are so many different, that's the reason they're independent. And so each one requires a different approach to those things, mm -hmm. but almost never does it mean start by buying a technology. And so right. what I encourage agents to think about is where do you want to take this thing? So with my agency, Zinc, we started from dead zero. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to scale it and grow it. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I don't, never wanted to be in that business with my kids. Uh, they were young. I, I, I knew it wasn't going to happen. So to me, it was always, let's build it to sell it. Mm -hmm. And even if you're not doing that, that mindset makes you think about what I would have to do in order to get the most value for that. And I think that's a valuable place for agents to start. So where do we want to go with this thing? And then how do we get there? And it is never ate at one time. Right. Mm -hmm. And so interesting from a data standpoint, 75 percent of, of interactions happen through email and phone inside of an agency. Start mm -hmm. with the basics. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a Vertifor user, you know, does your phone integrate and can you start mm -hmm. to workflows and, and things off of those things that your customers are using? Um, those are very basic things, but they allow you to build the data. I think is the most important thing to start with. Mm -hmm. You have to understand where you're at and you also have to measure what progress you're making. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk about that. But so tell me, tell me about Beatomic first. So what okay. is Beatomic? How did you go from zinc to Beatomic? Cause it, it feels like if I can, you know, Beatomic, zinc was sort of Beatomic's lab yeah. or neon's lab, I should say, yep. maybe you can make the difference differentiation there. And then it sort of outgrew zinc because agents started seeing it and saying like, Hey, I'm interested in this. And now it is what it is today. So talk, walk me through that and, and where you're at today. Yeah. So go back a few years. Um, it was like, okay, you were onto something. I'm mm -hmm. not even sure. So I look back at it. 
I would like to have been clearer on what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, Be Atomic, the company came yeah. from that, and Neon, the platform, yeah. is, is what we're we're in the market today with, mm-hmm. and and it's really built on three things. Um, turning data into money, so getting mm-hmm. information in the proper way so that you can use it to gain insight on your operation, to compare and benchmark against your tools, and then to get insights that allow you to see where you're performing or not performing, the cost of those uh, those, those insights or those activities, and then how to improve it. Mm-hmm. The second thing is connecting CRM with AMS. Mm-hmm. And so I can't imagine a world going forward where an agent isn't thinking very hard about uh, AMS 360 and agencies, or in my case, the Neon app connected to multiple AMSs. Um, if you think about an AMS, it was built as a policy management system, which it does really well. And it was meant to move information between these partners, between carriers and agents, right? And, and it's it, 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 that is an extremely important service. I don't think I ever gave it as much credit as it was probably deserved at the time. Um, but what it doesn't do is, is it doesn't really help with the model that independent agents live in. And so mm-hmm. uh, the way I talk about it is um, an AMS, this is very basic, is built on the, the hierarchy of an account within mm-hmm. a policy mm-hmm. and a contact. Mm-hmm. And you hear agency principals running around all the time like, put the customer data in. We don't have their emails. We don't have their phone because it's not a priority. If you mm-hmm. got the account, it can receive policies and then we mm-hmm. need to get contacts in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great for policy structure. Mm-hmm. Independent agents operate in directly the opposite data model. Mm-hmm. Think about a CRM. A CRM is a contact mm-hmm. who bought a policy mm-hmm. associated with an account. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. literally opposite. Mm-hmm. And so we have this system that is directly opposite to how we operate. And, and the challenge with the AMS only model is not many other technologies were built on that data model. Mm-hmm. When an agent's working together and the CRM and AMS are talking, that that CRM data model talks to everything. Mm-hmm. Phone systems, emails, technology, insuretech, everything works off of that, mm-hmm. that CRM data model. And so the mm-hmm. two of those together are really powerful for independent agents. And then the third is connectivity and services inside workflows and automations. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, any agent listening to this knows that they were probably trained to get the manual for the AMS and it's like, hey, Seth, sit down at this table and you're going to do a change and you hit control F2, go to account, open up policy, drop down, attach, send email, drop copy, send. That is expensive in this day and age. And so CRM combined with AMS creates all sorts of workflows mm-hmm. and those workflows can be repeated over time. So you can literally sit anybody inside those workflows and have them go. Mm-hmm. It's important. Then automation allows them to make them more efficient, to, to scale. And ultimately, the, the responsibility of a company like Be Atomic with a Neon platform is to do, deliver services into that workflow to make them more profitable. That could be um, third-party data feeds. That means we don't have to fat finger stuff in. It could be um, delivering services, literally servicing and selling policies in that. It could be mm-hmm. bringing data out for other people to use. Mm-hmm. But those three things, data into money, CRM into AMS, and and services into workflow is mm-hmm. what Be Atomic is all about. Mm. Okay, so there's a lot there. I don't there's know if I, I don't know if I know where I want to start because it could be 16 different places. So maybe we start with the data piece. Yeah. Okay, we can back into some of the the workflows because I think once people start to hear the insights that you're sure. able to get, then they're going to want to know yeah. how you got there, right? So if I, Normally I'd start with the technology, but let's flip flop, let's start with the data. So you're able to get to some really unique 
data points that I have never seen in in any technology before. I mean, not even Vertifor solutions. I mean, right? Have have some of those data points, which is really cool. Um, and you really created these data points at yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't even know that they exist in a, another vertical. Um, they're so unique to insurance. We are inventing the metrics that matter in the 21st century. I yeah, believe, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. I would agree. So, talk talk me through like when you say data, you're not talking about. I'm sure an agent listening is thinking, oh, total revenue, total oh, no, total no, premium, yeah, yeah. Uh, retention, social security numbers. Yeah. And, so yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So no. so walk me through. Walk me through what you're, you're talking about there. All right, this is going to blow your mind. Okay. Uh, well, not yours. See, but- <laughs> I, I told I told them you'd blow their mind. So let's go. Let's go. Service people only do 22 things. Salespeople only do five things. Yeah. There is a universe of 27. 27- and, and you're not joking. You mean actually 22 things and actually. I'm not joking. Yeah. Yes. We make okay. this so hard. Yeah. And we're all just have our, you know, I do a certificate. I do this this way. We have all mm-hmm. these processes. We mm-hmm. only do 27 things in this world mm-hmm. um, of insurance, right? Uh, all of those things have activities associated with them, right? Mm-hmm. I want to add, remove a vehicle. Okay, mm-hmm. what do I have to do? I have to get the information. I have to look up the information. I have to take the notes on the information. I have to send the information to the carrier. I have to get the price then. I have to get it to the customer. There, it's just, it's a finite level of things we do. And mm-hmm. so, our approach, my approach, the from from an engineering standpoint, was like, okay, how many times does that happen? What's involved with it? What's the cost associated with it? And what's the net value, gain or loss, to the agency in terms of revenue? So, mm-hmm. um, I just use my agency as an example. I'm going to round numbers here just to make it easy because I'm Polish from Cleveland. But um, Zinc will do roughly thirty thousand service requests this year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if I could do those $5 cheaper than my competitors, mm-hmm. who are also doing 30 that means I'm making an extra $150,000 a year net. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were worried about valuation, let's just round numbers uh, at a 10 multiple, that's $1.5 of value added to an agency value by just looking at the things that they do from a service processing side. Mm-hmm. There is huge money in the things that we do. These repetitive low or no margin uh, processes are the mm-hmm. source of our greatest expense. 70% of an agency expense is tied into those processes. Mm-hmm. 94% of the agency revenue is tied to those processes. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you asked most agents if they knew their unit increment costs per transaction, mm-hmm. they would tell you they have no clue, which is ridiculous. If you go to any car factory, they're like, that part's $2, that one's $10. Right. Any assembly line, right. any repetitive process, yeah. you need to know your unit increments. You need yeah. to know how many times it happens. Kitchens, and it, restaurants, right, yeah. Reduce it, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So the data from our perspective isn't about like, how much volume do you have? I mean, we have that stuff, mm-hmm. but that's not the interesting stuff. The stuff is how can we use data to inform uh, a behavior and incent people to improve it going forward? And then how can we, looking at that data, deliver services that affect the economics of an agency? I can now prove to any agent that there is probably another 10 to 15% of margin sitting inside of an agency that they will never get to unless they have data. And I want to unlock that for independent agents for mm. this whole channel. Mm. Okay. So talk to me about the metric cost per transaction. That That's one of the, what I would call unique metrics that you guys look at, the invented yeah. metrics. Um, what does that mean? How do you use it? Mm-hmm. Like... How did you come up with it? <laughs> <laughs> it's my sports. 
Um, yeah, so get this. Uh, I'll, I'll use another one that every agent listening to this would know. Okay. Um, the average cost inside of my agency uh, to add remove a coverage is thirty three dollars and fifteen cents. I showed you that earlier today. You, so you know that yeah. it costs thirty three dollars and fifteen cents to any time a customer calls in and says raises their hand and says I'm I'm changing the red truck to the blue truck. Yeah, that's thirty three dollars and fifteen cents in my agency. In your agency in oh, Ohio in your agency. Yeah. Okay. In Ohio, but in okay. New York City, it might be $50. In California, okay. it might be $75. Mm-hmm. And so this is why there are no industry metrics, revenue per employee or, you know, uh, CSR per million. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. So you need to know that unit increment. So for instance, um, it's $33 on average. However, inside of my agency, we have, uh, you know, 14 or 15 CSRs um, th- that changes Mm-hmm. You know, it can be as much as, you know, if you're using a VA, $3 or $4 to do it up to your highest paid CSR, it might cost you $50 to do mm-hmm. it. Right. Mm-hmm. But on average, it costs $33 and 15 cents to, to be able to change that. Well, we're doing five or 6,000 of those a year. Mm. That's a number. Mm-hmm. That's a number. And so mm-hmm. that data allows me as an independent agent to say, well, wait a second. Let's let's not divide the agency up by alphabet. Hey, Sid, you take A through yep. L and I'll take M through Z. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. anything that comes that way, you're going to handle that. Yeah. By thinking about that data, I can say, well, wait a second. If there's truly a $40 difference on who does it, why don't we take those 5,000 ad removes and get mm-hmm. them to the person who's best suited from a cost and performance standpoint to do it. So now, much like a conductor of an orchestra using data, an agent can look at these repetitive, no margin tasks and be able to say, well, wait a second, Sid would be really good on this one. Her skills are great over here and we can mm-hmm. get that. Or mm-hmm. with Neon, we can say, well, wait a second, our service center will do it for six bucks. Mm-hmm. So now here's a, a set cost happening, 5,000 at $33. Mm-hmm. And now using delivering services in the workflow, mm-hmm we can cut that cost for an agent down to $6.50. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's like so much money Yeah. times 5,000. Yeah. <laughs> so what blows my mind about this is if I were to ask pretty much any agency walking down the halls of a conference, hey, how many certificates did you guys send today? How many renewals did you process this week? The volume itself is a number that most people can't get to. Yeah. Because, and we'll get to the technology, but because they don't have the technology in the right place, right? Everybody's using the AMS however they want to. And it wasn't built to tell me how many certificates were done or how many renewals. You have taken it 10 steps further to say, not only do I want to know how many, like the volume, I want to know the cost to my agency. That's incredible. It's not. Okay. (laughs) And he's he's humble too, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, here, how, if you were a grandparent of a big family, it would it be like, it's a lot to know your 27 or 22 kids of your grandkids' mm-hmm. names. Or mm-hmm. it would be a lot to know the, what the 22 grandkids' likes are. That's not a lot to know. Yeah. And so I just refuse that premise anymore that it's too much to know. Hey, guys, there's 27 things to figure out. Mm-hmm. We can help you figure those things out. And once you do, you should know your cost. Mm-hmm. You should know. Mm-hmm. Don't go on the price of right and not know what the what the, a dozen eggs cost. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Okay, so walk me through now that we've gotten a peek and I don't want to give the whole, you know, the goose away with the eggs. Gander? Gander. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we will not give it away. 
I started that analogy and quickly <laughs> fell off a cliff. That's okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, knowing we don't want to give the whole thing away, you guys are going to have to talk to Seth if you want to know more. Um, let's back into the tech. This is what this is what's possible when the technology is set up in the right yeah. way. But, and you use this phrase very early on when I first met you. We have to be good stewards of data. Yeah. Right. And that that means not just using the data, but also collecting the data, thinking about how it's structured, you know, all those things. So that that's the seat license conversation. That's the, the yeah. technology conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. Walk me through. Is it is this happening in the AMS? Is this happening in the CRM? Is it any CRM? Like, how does this work? Right. Yep. Um, I believe that. AMS and CRM have to be connected together. Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't always know that, and I certainly didn't always articulate that very well. Um, but I think that's the magic. That's the peanut butter and jelly. Mm -hmm. That's that's literally the chocolate and the peanut butter. Those two things together, because of the different data models together, allow you to understand, see, and accomplish so much more with the technology. Now, that's a seat cost, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there's, we get into technology. I have a seat of AMS, I have a seat of CRM, but does it have its value? That's where the data comes in and says, yes, there is value in this. That is a good investment. If you're a good steward of your agency, this is a good investment and the data will validate that these two seats together mm -hmm. pay for themselves. And as, mm -hmm. as, as a partner, it, 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 Neon, um, we have the obligation to show you that. We should be able to show you that, hey, these two seats together are going to reduce your cost on, on these thousands of transactions mm -hmm. and it will pay for itself. And as an industry from a technology side, we have not done a good job of that. It's mm -hmm. just like, here's your seats, go mm -hmm. figure it out. Mm -hmm. It is very hard to see going forward how an agency that's focused on scaled and growth and livable margins isn't combining those two technologies together. Um, from our standpoint, our, our, we're agnostic to AMS, and so mm -hmm. we see ourselves as the CRM connected to every AMS out there. We have not accomplished that yet, full disclosure. Um, but we've connected to two so far in our first couple of years. We've got three coming on next year, and and we see the opportunity to say, listen, AMS, be really good at that and focus on the huge data structure issues we have, some of the connectivity issues have, work with us on the carrier side, and we can standardize these workflows across the industry and provide amazing insights to every insurance agent, regardless of AMS, and that's where I think the goal is. Um, that said, there are many good CRMs that you can accomplish the same strategy with. Um, mm -hmm. Were they built to make that kind of data, give that kind of insight, extract and deliver services into it? Maybe not. Do they have to get there? They're going to have to. Yeah, mm -hmm. they have to in order to, to to validate that investment and and to show that. Okay, so should we let the cat out of the bag? Sure. Okay, I was. You just teed me up so perfectly. I can't not now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were looking deep in my eyes. I was like, he's he's asking me to just lay it out, lay it out on the table. Um, so, you know, for those of you guys listening who are on AMS three sixty, uh, who are on agency Zoom or considering agency Zoom. Uh, there is going to be a world where you have access to these types of insights through Beatomic coming very soon. Um, we're really excited to, to partner with Seth and his team to make this happen. Um, I don't know, do we, do we want to give them more than that? Uh, no. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> well, <laughs> only to protect the innocent. Um, yeah, so it's a big world out there. Yeah. 
Um, so Vertifor, massive company, um, a lot of product development going on and, and a lot of platform development going on. And so there's a lot of stuff where we overlap, you know, some of the mm -hmm. stuff that we're doing. And so in terms of roadmap, no, I don't want to go there, although I think it's deep. Um, but to start like, with like chocolate and peanut butter deep or really, like, yeah. okay. Like yeah. Seth and Sid deep. It's just like kind of deep. Um, but just like when we talked about agencies, where do you start? It would yeah. be, I would be a hypocrite to say, well, let's start a technology. Let's mm -hmm. start at the data. And so yeah. neon analytics, which is already a platform that multiple AMSs are, are, are uh, working with allows us then that partnership allows us to start looking at the data and in a cooperative nature, we can work with the existing products with Vertifor. So we can work with AMS 360 and Zoom and, and, and potentially bring insights into those users. Mm -hmm. And then who knows what comes next with that. But the opportunity then is to say, hey, listen, let's take the work that we've done on that side, the very unique um, mindset or brain that I have around insurance and technology, the, the massive infrastructure opportunity and user base that Vertifor has and bring those things together and start solving problems. And, and of course we would start with the data. Two data organizations would start with the data. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and you know, you, you and August talked earlier, there's a lot of work being done on the back end of, of Vertifor products to bring the data together, to cleanse it, to get it out of system so that we can get it into platforms like Beatomic and, and Neon An Analytics to make sure that you guys have what you need. So I'm excited. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think, I, I, I don't know that I was always in this space, but I, I don't think it's a threat anymore to work together on that kind of stuff. I think it's, yeah. um, I think especially Vertifor has created an open environment where that stuff happens. And, and just listening to August and his roadmap, my goodness, like, please, would you go save that world? Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, he went, he's yeah. like, he, he went four years out and it was like, okay. Um, but, yep. but immediately the things that we can do together to help agents get in a sense where they understand, great. Um, we can inform and give insights, which should change each agency economics. Um, mm -hmm. And then it, I think it unlocks uh, greater partnership and opportunities with other products and services. Absolutely, so, yeah. absolutely. Okay, so you guys heard it here first. If you don't have your Accelerate ticket, just saying, just saying, I'm just putting it out there. You might wanna get that at some point. Um, and if you don't, Keep your, your eyes open and your ears uh, open for, for more news on the Beatomic Vertifor partnership. There was a threat of a Butterbrot Zaremba presentation at that. There at there point. there might have been. Yeah. There <laughs> okay. were some there was a lot of whiteboarding going on. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, guys. With that, uh, if you haven't hit the subscribe button, hit the subscribe button. We're really looking forward to seeing you next week. And Seth, thank you for coming. Sid, thanks for having me. <laughs>